Welcome to Airbnb with D. This is your host, Davana, and today's episode is all about the five common mistakes you should avoid when you're investing in short-term rental properties. So many of us make this mistake, whether we're launching our first unit or our 15th, I promise you, because this was not a proven system and format that we were taught in grade school. It's one that we've had to research, examine, and practice consistency in. So stay tuned as I dive into the five things you want to avoid to ensure that you're off to a successful, sustainable start in the Airbnb industry. Okay, guys, it's 2023. No more are the days where we feel like in order to make extra money, you have to go back to school. In no way am I trying to um, downgrade going back to school and pursuing your studies and extra licensures and certifications. The world needs those. Many of our jobs um, in this life will need those things. But no longer are the times we're feeling like the only way that you could change your financial situation is with a new job or a new education. You do have to get a new education, but it is a lot less formal than going to a college. It's simply what you're doing right now. So I do first want to encourage and congratulate you and assure you that every time you listen to something like this, every ebook you get, every time that you sit down and dedicate yourself to your future, you are doing just as good as if you were writing a five page paper to turn in, um, you know, for discussion points. It's the same thing. So let's get right into the, the topic. Investing into short-term rentals and the five common mistakes. So when we're investing in short-term rentals, we know now it is one of the best side hustles for modern entrepreneurs. That's meaning entrepreneurs of this time, whether you are young or old, short-term rentals are one of the best things that you can get your hands on. These type of investment properties can be more lucrative than the long-term rentals. For example, if you're charging someone $1,300 a month or the leases that we're hoping to obtain, we're hoping to make way more than that on Airbnb.com. Something like turn that $1,300 a month investment into a $5,000 a month income. So in order to do that, you have to have a strategy. There are so many mistakes that amateurs make, that people that aren't paying attention make. Anybody can make these. But particularly in this particular segment of investing with short-term rentals, I would rather not see you go down the path that way. (laughs) So I'm going to discuss the five things to avoid. Number one, not knowing your budget. Assessing your finances is one of the most important steps when investing in short-term rentals. Please don't make the mistake of biting off more than you can chew, guys. It has happened to the best of us. And it will happen to more of us if we do not have a plan. This is one of the reasons why I created the Airbnb pre-launch planner. And the link to that is going to be in this episode's description. Because without a plan, that very real goal or desire that you have is just a wish. So it is important that we write out our numbers and assess our personal financial situation to make sure that we're not landing ourselves in debt. Especially when we know that when we're signing a lease on these properties, these are for one year. So you need to at least plan and write out everything in your budget for at least one year. This includes your furnishings. This includes your cleaners coming. If you determine that it won't be in the budget, 
for the first few months to get a professional cleaner, well, you better make sure you're looking at some cleaning courses then. <laughs> because guests do know the, the difference between a professional clean and a spot clean. So if you're someone that's looking at rental properties that need work, then that's even a different budget for you. This is one of the reasons, again, why I do like going into apartments, guys. It is part of following the plan of least resistance for myself, running my own race. So I've analyzed the ways, I've tried out the ways, and by far the easiest way to jump into this industry in my particular life circumstance, what's my life circumstance? I'm a woman, I'm a single mom, I'm also a serial entrepreneur, meaning I do have other businesses that are tied you know, to me that I am financially obligated for. Um, I have, I came with no property. So I do know I have some of my friends, like, you know, they've inherited houses or maybe even just a small space, or maybe they're living somewhere now and they have extra rooms. That wasn't my situation, right? So I had to actually go out and get the property, which is fine. At the time that I began doing it, my personal credit was good enough to rent an apartment under my name. So it's not that I couldn't get one, but guys, you have to remember, uh, Airbnb was not something that was allowed under your personal name without an addendum and certainly not years ago. They weren't even trying to talk about Airbnb friendly. They were really trying to get addendums unless you go, you went to specific properties. So again, this is why it's important to have a plan and write these things out because you first need to write out your life situation. You need to write out the benefits, your SWOT analysis. What are your strengths? If you have great personal credit, if you have a great history, if you have a five-year-old business, even if it is under another name, these are things that you bring to the table that you can use in this particular venture because this venture is not one that you just have to start your own business for. What do I mean by that? I mean that if you are someone that currently has a running, working business, then you can use that business to launch your Airbnb career, <laughs> not career, your industry or your venture, right? But you do have to make it make sense for your business. So you can use that. If you're someone that does not have a business, someone that does not have property, someone that doesn't have whatever, then you need to find the strategy that works for you. We have Airbnb friendly buildings. We have corporate lease agreements. We have co-hosting. There are so many ways that you can jump in what's right for you. The important thing is after you know your budget and you know your plan, then you will be able to maneuver around that with any circumstance that presents itself because if you would, you would have made a plan for it, you know? So not choosing the right location is number two. Before investing in short-term rentals, guys, please do not skip the market research phase, I beg of you. When we're saying air DNA, you know what? Let me give you an example. So I, I was talking to someone and they said, you know, I've taken the courses and I've heard all the same stuff. I've heard, you know, get on air DNA, go look at this, go on this, but I don't really know where to start. So then I asked, have you ever went to airdna.com? And they're like, yeah, but you know, it was a lot going on. It was asking for cities and addresses and I just didn't know where to start. And that's my question. My question is, if they tell you to start on AirDNA, wherever you live, me, whomever, why would you not start there, guys? It's market research that we're looking for. We're not looking for Airbnb properties that our hearts desire. Now, if you're looking for your dream home, this is a little different. Maybe you will search for the dream property first, 
and then see how much you can make on Airbnb afterwards because your property, the, the dream was the property. The dream wasn't Airbnb, right? And this goes back to knowing our goals. If you are someone that has a goal of getting an eight bedroom property and you know for a fact you're gonna have to rent off some of that as part of your strategy, I don't know, then do that. That's your own race. But if you are someone that does not have to have that plan, let's be kind to yourself and your business and do the easiest thing for you, which is the path of least resistance. Easy is not bad, guys. Easy, just because a, a road is easier, it doesn't mean that there's no hard work involved, okay? Just like it's easier to go and sign a lease than to purchase a home. Both are hard work, guys. You just have to do, you know, more harder to purchase a home, let's just be honest. So finding the right location is essential to your success. Once you have about maybe three to four locations, I would tell you to conduct a comparative market analysis to see what other properties in the area are renting for and then see what other properties in the area are on peer space already. You guys know that's one of my favorite things. One of the questions I'm asked the most is when you get to Airbnb friendly buildings, if there is a hosting limit, how do we navigate around that? And my answer is short and sweet. Go to peerspace.com, there's a filter. Type in photo shoot or meeting. Select apartment or house. Look at the top reviewed property. Analyze their pictures and how they have their setup and mimic that. Because as soon as your midterm or long-term or shorter term stays don't work, you will need shorter term. And when I say don't work, I mean don't fill up your calendar 100%. So if Airbnb.com, Verbo.com does not fill up your calendar for 365 or 366 days, you're automatically going to need another strategy anyway to supplement those additional days. Even if you never dive into those strategies, it needs to be a part of your plan so that you know all the avenues you can make you some money. So number three, Failing to calculate your return on investment. This is so important. So knowing your potential rental income is vital. When you're picking the best property, um, when you're looking for amenities even, these things are important because you really need to be thinking about as an investor, how much money will you be making? What is the return on your investment in all of this? People ask me all the time, you know, do you want another Airbnb in Atlanta? Do you want another Airbnb? Here, there, everywhere, right? My first thing is I would definitely not be putting another Airbnb in Atlanta for myself because the return on investment, it is not the same as if I placed a unit in Arizona. Now, sure, it'll take a little bit more time flying out and getting things set up. But once it's set up and once it's running, we're good to go. So you also need to figure out how many days of the year you can expect to have guests in those properties. Again, our occupancy rates. This again will affect our long-term return on investment. And it also will calculate how long it takes us to break even. We quickly want to build wealth in this industry. It's very true that you don't know how long this particular platform will be around. So it's best that we make the most of it while we can so that we truly have can say that we got some type of profit or some type of life change experience from the business venture. Okay, what's number four? What's the four most common mistake made? Not planning ahead. 
<laughs> failing to plan for the future is one of the worst mistakes you can make while investing in short-term rentals, guys. You have to consider off-seasons. You have to consider uh, COVIDs, right? Remember when the world shut down, Airbnb.com also shut down. Guys, so this was very serious. And that won't be the only thing that happens. When Airbnb was getting sued in a particular city, what they do is they then change their requirements to now you have to consult the city to host on Airbnb. So what they'll do is they'll find a way to ice you out from listing, but they're still making money from other avenues. How can we make sure that you're a part of that, where you're still making money from other avenues? So if you buy or rent a rental property, um, like on the lake or by the lake, there are even apartments by the lake and I love it. You can reasonably assume that it will be full all summer long just because of traffic in the area, all of that, right? But what about fall and winter? There are much fewer people vacationing at this time and fewer that will want to stay on a frozen lake, right? So that is where our peer space gigster strategy would have come and saved the day because there's still a way for you to make extra money. And number five, what is the final most common mistake that new hosts, aspiring hosts, investors make not accommodating your guests' needs. When you're establishing a short-term rental, your goal is to create the best experience for your guests. Not you, not your mama, not your cousin. This is the thing that leads to positive reviews and in the future results in more guests booking, right? So one age-old advice is after you get your Airbnb set up, spend a night there yourself or invite your friend to stay a night, you know, and see how you guys like it. Invite your mom, invite your cousin and get their review. I honestly, I want to go to someone who is so unlike me. I don't want to go to anyone that wants to see the best, that's happy for my business venture. I want to meet a neat freak, a germaphobe. I would like to meet someone with OCD to come in the unit. I would like to know someone with maybe some neurodivergent um, things going on. So that I can ensure, because I know that the place is comfortable for me. Duh. I was there decorating it, picking stuff out, paying for it. <laughs> but what I want to make sure truly is that things like it's handicap accessible. Things like we're looking on Peerspace to see what type of things content creators need. Because we know the word content creator. Someone could tell you they're a content creator, right? And that could mean that they record feet pics. It could mean that they record cooking shows. It could mean that they have podcasts. And it could mean that they're just taking a photo shoot. We don't know. So right there, what I love is it allows us to do further research into what our guests need by looking at spaces that are frequently booked and making, of course, what we hope to make, which would be our peer spaces and our gigster listings. It would not be our Airbnb.com listings. It wouldn't be inviting your mom and your friend over. We need the real hard truth and we need to make sure that this system is solid. Because guys, after you get your first five reviews and after you make super host that first time and you keep super host, it's seamless from there. That means you have a proven strategy that works from there. Our entire job in this industry is to keep testing out strategies as the world evolves so that we can ultimately make more money. To secure your rental income, and provide a good experience, 
you will need to participate and anticipate your guest needs. So when you're participating in your guest needs, that means accommodating them. Is there anything else I can do? Is there anything that's missing? I think that's one of the first things that I had to learn because in my normal life, I am a people pleaser. But it also gives me a little bit of anxiety to ask if there's any more that I can do. I love to ask it, but in certain settings, I'm like, what if something they ask me to do is something that I can't do, right? But in this industry, you have the Airbnb. They're already looking up to you. You have the space. Trust me, if they had their own, they would have their own. And if they do have their own, sometimes you'll see this person is also a host on their profile. So it technically works out and it's just the best thing ever. But you also want to make sure that you are aware and abreast of anything that they like in particular. For example, if you say, if there's anything um, that you'd like, what smells do you like? I wanna make sure that the home is pleasant when, upon your arrival. I've literally said things like this to guests and they told me what their favorite scent was. Like they'll tell me clean scent, linen, apple cinnamon. And I'll make sure that that scent is in there when they walk in there. Guys, scent is one of the strongest things tied to memory. This will undoubtedly not only impress your guests, but make them feel at home, whatever their favorite scent is. Alternatively, you get to learn if they don't like any scent. That's something you need to know. If guests have allergies or guests are turned off by certain things, a simple them letting you know that in the message could, could, and, um, could you know, prepare you for what they need in particular. So accommodating your guest needs goes across the platform, but I still want to give a few examples of what other things that accommodating your guest needs will look like. Entertainment features. Do you have Netflix? Do you have smart TVs? Updated kitchens. Are they having to use old things? Do they have to kick the stove twice in order for it to work? Are you making sure you have internet and Wi-Fi? If you have an outdoor space, is it safe? Do you have any outdoor activities? Do you have any games inside of the space? These are all important things to ask yourself because people enjoy these and this gets you the five-star reviews and the repeat bookings that you want. I thank you so much for joining me. This was typically a little bit longer than I like to run the episodes, but this was most important because these are mistakes that I don't want you making and I don't want your business to suffer as a result from. If you are someone that wants to become a successful entrepreneur and build up your passive income, investing in short-term rentals is an obvious choice. Please follow my planner and avoid making the mistakes that I gave to you today. I'm going to put the planner in the episode link and then you'll have the option to get that digitally or a hard copy. The choice is yours. Either way, I am so grateful for your listens here today. If you have not already rated the Airbnb with Deep Podcast on Apple Podcasts, please do so for me today. I would appreciate you so much. Alternatively, if you have not followed the Airbnb with Deep Facebook page or Instagram, please do so. Last night, I just recorded a corporate leasing and Airbnb friendly Q&A. So if you're in the group, that video is in the group. And if you go to my Facebook page, that video is there for you as well. I thank you so much for your support. And I look forward to speaking with you in the next episode. Mm -hmm.